August 9th, the first official episode of Betting in the Bleachers. Today, just me and Dan are going to preview the AFC. And other than that, we'll just see where it goes. Enjoy. Thank you for tuning in to the first official episode of Betting in the Bleachers. I know it's the first episode, but we only have me and Dan. Matt is in Wisconsin till Saturday, and we wanted to get this episode out on our typical Thursdays. We plan on recording and releasing each episode on a Thursday, so just so if you want to listen and plan, Thursday is the day you should plan for a release. Um, all we're basically going to talk about today is the AFC and previewing that and not really talk about much else because nothing's happened in baseball or basketball, so... Mostly football talk today. Um, first, I just want to ask Dan, do you want the Bears to trade for Cleo Mack? Because I know there's a contract holdout in Oakland, but do you want him? Um, I would love him. I don't want to trade for him. Yeah. I have the same opinion. Like The Bears have pretty decent starters, but their depth absolutely sucks. And to get Cleo Mack just for a rental and maybe not even sign him, you're going to trade probably two first-rounders and a second-rounder, and the Bears just can't give up that depth right now. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's other teams that are, that could give the same amount as the Bears, but won't be hurt as much by it. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I don't think the Bears are. Or the Bears might actually go after them, but I don't really want to see them give up too much for what seems like is going to be a rental player for a season that we're not completely sure about. Yeah, this year should just be try to go seven and nine, eight and eight if we're lucky, and just hopefully. We just see progress from everyone, see progress, especially in the offense, and the defense can just grow from what they did last year. Um, so we're just going to go over the teams, and at the same time, we're going to go over win total. So we'll just give a brief synopsis of what happened in the offseason, review what happened for each team, and then their projected win total from Odd Shark, and then just see what we got for now. So first off, obviously we got the Patriots heading to the AFC East, finished 13-3, and number one total offense, fifth overall defense, Adding first-round picks, so to Michelle out of Georgia, but they lost a lot with Nate Soldier, Danny Amendola, and Brandon Cooks, and um, Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler, the corner. Their total this year is 11. What do you take? Over, under? Over. Over over 11? They they get about 12 to 13. 12 to 13. You can't, I mean, going, saying saying under, you're going to say that Tom Brady is going to win only 10 games in that AFC East, which still looks like, asshole mm. if I don't know if I had to pick one of the two I would go over but if 11 feels right they lost a lot on the offense 11 feels just fine 
But if I had, if I had to pick, oh, I think I think it they might it might just be around eleven. But I I think that over you take the over because I don't think Tom Brady wins mm. less than eleven games. I don't that division's absolute dog shit. Because when I was researching all this, looking at the additions and the losses. The Dolphins and the Bills are absolute donkey shit. Awful. They are so bad. The Jets have got a little bit better, but the Patriots still probably win. Jets, Jets are going to have a rookie quarterback with Sam Darnold, who's actually probably going to be all right. <laughs> but you got the Dolphins with Tannehill, who hasn't played a snap in, two, in over two seasons. And then with the Bills, <laughs> the you Bills. lose. Uh, I mean, they're, it's crazy to say that the Bills were a playoff team last year. Oh, they're going to be. Probably, I think the Bills will be the worst team in football next year. It I think that's horrible. that's a that's a stretch, but the they are going to be in that bottom five mm-hmm. at least. With I mean, they're going to be trying to because I think Josh Allen will probably start right out of the gate. I think out of all the rookie quarterbacks, he's the most likely to because he has yeah. no competition. The, the next guy up is Asia McCarron, but um, I think they're going to you know run test the waters with Josh Allen, and I mean if he's if he's all right the. This will be if if Josh Allen is pretty good this season. That that's a good season for the Bills, even if they win three games. Mm-hmm. If he looks all right, and I guess winning three. I mean, under a quarterback, winning three games is not good. <laughs> but seeing um, seeing a rookie quarterback um, actually play well will be a good season, regardless if you know the rest of your team sucks. <laughs> that's a hope. Uh, Jets five and eleven last year, twenty eighth overall offense, twenty second overall defense. Add Sam Darnold, Tremaine Johnson as a corner. Didn't really lose anyone though, so that's good. Five wins last year, total set at six over under. Um, again, that's that's a real. I think that's a. I think that's right around where they'll be. Mm-hmm. I think if I had to guess, I'd take the under for the Jets. Um, saying they're having them go seven and nine, I feel like is kind of a stretch. But I think I think they'll they will be around six and ten mm. because I they're I think they're gonna have probably McCown start three to four games because he he was all right last year but I think they want Darnold the yeah they play. obviously want Darnold to get to the starting spot this year I think it's gonna it's it's gonna depend on how um, how the Jets start out uh, how quickly they mm. um, put Darnold in if they start out two and two with McCown they're gonna probably say hey maybe we could have a run you know we can be all right. Yeah. But if they start out 1-3 and three or 0-4, oh I think you're going to see Sam Darnold real fucking quick. So I fucked up earlier. I said the Dolphins were ass looking through this, and I just reread it. I was wrong. Dolphins actually got a lot better. 6-10 and 10 is not a good place to start, but they'll probably end up being 8-8. Eight eight. They added Josh Sitton, took him from the Bears, Danny Amendola, drafted Mike Jasicki out of Penn State, and the agent Frank Gore, and then on the defense they got Robert Quinn and did Minka Fitzpatrick go in the first? They they have two first round I picks. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. So they also had Robert Quinn, who's a Pro Bowl DN, and then Minka Fitzpatrick, who should be just anywhere in the secondary they need a spot, he'll fill. So I think they're going to get better. Um, Jay Cutler last yeah, year. I mean, you're, really, you're I mean, you're losing Jay Cutler, the greatest quarterback of all time. <laughs> Smoking Jay, you lose him, but you get Ryan Tannehill back, which we have no clue what to expect out of him. They won six games last year. Total six and a half. I think they can win. One more game with everything they had. I think go seven and nine. Um, I think they go six and ten again. Six think, and ten, yeah. so you go the under. Yeah, and I, who knows if Tannehill is going to be? I mean, what his his history of injuries has been mm. just awful. You don't even know how good he's going to be. No, and he, even when he was healthy, he was middle of the road at best. 
So I think I think they'll be around six and ten. If not, I I don't think they win seven games. I think they just get one that one extra game. But um, Bills, like we said before, I think they're going to be horrible. AJ McCarron, not AJ AJ McCarron or Josh McCown at the helm. You're just not winning many football games with one of those two. Like the defense Josh will be Allen, decent. Not Josh McCown. God damn it, Josh Allen. Um, added Calvin Benjamin, fat ass from fucking Carolina, can't do much. And but defense they get better. They added Tremaine Edwins out of um, V Tech because the Bears wanted to get him. So I was researching him during the draft process. He is good, but he's a project. I think he's still 19 years old. Which I don't know. They lost Tyrod Taylor, mm-hmm. Richie Incognito, Cody Glenn, and Eric Wood. All their inside linemen. So with a rookie quarterback and three new starting offensive linemen, I just don't think they're going to score any points no, this year. No, absolutely not. In that in that Buffalo cold as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, I mean once once October starts sneaking up on you, it's going to be really tough for the Buffalo Bills to be scoring points. I don't know. On a quick side note, mentioning Kelvin Benjamin, did you hear about uh, his huge complaint about Cam Newton? Did he say that he was inaccurate or something? He said that Cam Newton. He said that he would be a much much better wide receiver if then, Cam Newton wasn't his quarterback. He said he said give me Eli Manning mm-hmm. and I would have been I would be like an elite receiver, which is so ridiculous. Cam Newton's a fucking MVP winner. He's got a great. I don't know. I mean, I think the. The notion that Cam Newton's inaccurate is kind of bogus. I find it funny the one year Calvin Benjamin was out, they went to the Super Bowl and Cam won MVP. Yep. And had like a, I think he was the number one fantasy quarterback. He was he just, a, yeah. Absolutely killed it. The only year Calvin he Benjamin was wasn't ridiculous. There. His only bad start was in the Super Bowl that entire uh-huh. season. Yeah. Then we all know that ended. Fucking Payne got that second ring wobbling as a joke. old horse. Just <laughs> oh god. Um, now we switch to the AFC South. And we start off with the Colts. 4-12 and last year, 31st offense, 30 defense. But they added Quinton Nelson on Notre Dame, um, added Brandon Smith, a guard, and then also the tight end, Eric Ebron, from Detroit they took. So they improved the offense a little bit. They got some help to protect Andrew Luck, which, is he going to start the season? Yes. He I, is? What it, it, as it seems, so it, it lo- it's looking like Andrew Luck. Because I heard uh, from their their um their training camp that he's not um he's not holding his arm he's not like he doesn't look like he's in pain mm-hmm. he he's actually been looking pretty good which is is a really good sign for the Colts. Yeah. Um, their over under is set at six and a half, so they have to win three more games. They were four and twelve last year. Got to get to seven. Over under. Um, again, I I I'd have to see what you get out of Andrew Luck if you get the Andrew Luck that. You know, took him to the AFC Championship mm-hmm. a few years back. I think they win at least eight games, yeah. seven, eight, eight, seven, eight games. But if if he's kind of if he's still hurting, if he's still, I mean, I would if I had to put it put my money on, it, I think I'd take that over. You're gonna take. I disagree. I take the under because they got to win three more games and improve division. Houston got a lot better just simply by adding Deshaun Watson for a full healthy year. If he could stay healthy, they added Tyron Matthew from Arizona, so they're much better. Tennessee is gonna get. Isn't it going to improve just by simple additions they had, and hopefully Marcus Mariota could pro- progress even more? They may get lucky. I still don't think they're going to win either game against the Jaguars, but I don't think the Jaguars are as good as last year. Mm-hmm. They lost a lot of key pieces on defense from either retirement or just getting the bag from other teams. But an extra three games with not that much talent around Andrew Luck, I don't really see them getting I mean, there. they won four games with Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. So, I mean, that's... So you get Andrew Luck back, but also the division. Two out of the three teams got a lot better. So I don't know if they get to three. I would just take the under 
it was my money I to was be safe. Down. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I just have this. Well, I, in my, because I'm a, I'm a very dumb gambler. So I, I just had this notion that, or this thought that, Andrew Luck's back. Yeah, I mean, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're good. They're, 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 they're pretty good. They're gonna be right back where they were. AFC and that's championship why I'm against, stupid. They're gonna be right back in the AFC championship against the Patriots and get molly whooped. That game was embarrassing. Um, next off, staying in the South. Tennessee, 9-7 last year, 23rd overall offense, 17th overall defense. They added Rashad Evans, inside linebacker, Brandon Cooks, the receiver, Deion Lewis, the running back, and um, Malcolm, Butler. Malcolm Butler. I can't remember his you, name. You forget Malcolm Butler every, every single time. You, yeah, you don't write him down. <laughs> All they did was lose to Marco Murray. So I would say it's a good offseason for Tennessee. Great offseason. Pretty good. So 9-7. and seven. And they they fired... Um, Malarkey? Yes. In, I forget who their head coach is now, but just having known the last name, Coach Malarkey, just you're not going anywhere with mm-hmm. that. So they won nine last year, but the over under set at even eight. Eight. I think Pound I, the over. Yes, please. Pound I, the I, over. I, I, I totally agree. And this I'm no fan I'm not a fan of Marcus Mariota at mm-hmm. all. I don't think he's good or I don't think he's like a great quarterback. But they their team they did not get any worse. This divi- I think their division, I, I think Houston's the best team in this division, uh-huh. but Tennessee is going to win at least nine games. They were mm-hmm. playoff team. They won a playoff game last year. Uh, I mean, I think the, the easiest bet is take that over because to say that they're going to go under. over. To say they're going to go under 500 this season seems like a absolute mm-hmm. stretch when they you know, went 9-7 when their season looked piss poor going mm-hmm. the whole way. So, talking about you say Houston, you think is the best team in the division. I agree. I just got mad in two days ago. Houston is a fucking powerhouse in that game. Um, Houston, 4-12 and last year, 20th overall offense. And that's, it, that's weird to look at that they were 4-12 and last year. Four, it, they seem like they'd be so much better, but something that's even crazier, and it's just because the offense was so bad after mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson got hurt, they had, for yardage per game, the worst defense in the league last year, 32nd overall. They gave up the most yards, or they gave they gave up the most total points. But that's mostly just because the offense was so bad. They're just handing the other team the ball, endless time, just letting them score and mm. score and score. But they added, like I said earlier, Teron Matthew, Aaron Colvin, who they took from the Jaguars, who is a slot corner. He is shut down, and that will just help that pass rush they have in Houston. And lost really no one, really yeah. anyone. I mean, the 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 Texans have the potential to have the best offensive and defensive player. In the entire league this season with Deshaun Watson and J.J. Watt. You got Lamar Miller. You got DeAndre Hopkins, who is an elite wide receiver. I think they're going to be awesome. I really hope they're awesome. You know what's one of the best looks? Their red jerseys with the white pants. Oh, it is a yeah. beautiful look. Um, then to round out the south, we'll just go to the Jaguars. Ten and six Wait, what's, of- a, what's the over-under for Houston, oh, by the way? Um, Houston, Texas, the over-under is eight and a half. Eight and a half. I I mean I made the statement of the best team in the division. I gotta give them. Yeah. I gotta put, go say over. over. Again. I think they win nine ten games. Go over. Yeah, they, the, I think they win this division. I think it's gonna be. T- I think this division as a whole is gonna be fairly tight. Mm-hmm. But I I think Houston wins this division, and I think uh, Tennessee sneaks in with a wild card. So that means you think the Jags don't make the playoffs, or are they gonna send two teams to the playoffs? Oh, I I, I apologize. Keep. Keep Houston or yeah, uh, Jacksonville. I switched, switched, not, not Tennessee, I mean Jacksonville. Jacksonville, 10 and 6. Six overall offense, which included the number one rushing team in the league. 
Number two overall defense, which was the best pass defense in the entire league. They added Andrew Norwell, a old lineman, and they drafted uh, Terod Bryant. I don't remember where he went. Defensive tackle, but there's really no need for them to pick him. Their strongest position on the entire roster is D-tackle, and they add another D-tackle, so I really don't get it. Um, but they lost Mercedes Lewis, their long tight end. They lost Paul Palunzi, a linebacker. I think he retired, which is, takes away depth. And they lost, like I said, with Houston, Aaron Colvin, the slot corner. And that just makes their number one pass defense not as potent as last year. So what do you think? Their over-under is nine. Nine. I hate these even I, numbers. I don't yeah, know why they have all you gotta, these you got to have a half. It, because it's because every time when you said it like that, I'm just gonna say push. Yeah, it's gonna. They're. I think they went. Uh, I. I hate. I think it's just disrespectful to say the Jags are not gonna win nine games. Uh huh. But to to say that they're gonna hit that over means they're gonna have the same exact season as last year with yeah. ten and six, even though they made it to the AFC Championship and they could have been in the Super Bowl. I, if I had to bet, I'd just take the under because I think that would be the safe, safest road to go because the, if they go ten, if they win 10 games, that means they repeated from last year. Yeah, and they ended the game or ended the season last year on a three-game losing streak. They lost a couple, like, suspect games just because of bad play calling and Blake Bortles not being able to hit his potential yet. But dropping to nine, I would say push two, but if I have to go over-under, I would go under. Like, if... Any team's going to regress that made the playoffs in the AFC last year, I think it's going to be Jacksonville. Because they kind of had the perfect storm of everything work out perfectly last year, but I don't think you see it happening. So then we're going to move west because I want to save the north for last. I think the north is the most interesting. Um, with the AFC West, like we start off with, with the Raiders. They're a dump show right now. Okay, Riley. The Raiders, 6-10. and 10. 17th overall offense, 20th overall defense, and they... Have over under eight, which I think is way too high. No, po- yes, they're they're not hitting five hundred. No, that, I don't think so either. That's I mean, especially I mean, adding in John Gruden, who we don't even know is going to be good for them. Um, Derek, I mean, Derek Carr is great. He's not awesome, but to have him, you know, go five hundred when they. It seems like their their locker room is not in a good place right now. Mm-hmm. Even with adding in John Gruden, who seems like a great morale guy for an entire team, it seems like they're you know, as, a, as a whole as a, as a unit they're not together, and no. that is a huge red flag for a football team. Pound that under. Pound, pound the pound under. the under. Like, I like what they did. They added Jordy Nelson, uh, Martavis Bryant, and Ryan Switzer out of North Carolina. But I like what they added, but just uh, I don't like it. I don't they, like I mean, them. They went six and ten. I mean, they were six and ten last year. Push or the under. There's. I don't think there's a chance they win nine games. No, I don't see it. Um, Broncos five and eleven added Case Keenum, added Cortland Sutton out of SMU, who is an absolute tank. Um, basically, he's kind of the same exact receiver to Marys Thomas. Is a big guy at somewhat speed, but just mostly gonna go up get those fifty fifty mm-hmm. balls. 5-11 last year, 17th offense, 22nd defense, and their over-under is 7.5. Ooh. That, that is, I think that's the hardest one on the board so far, the AFC. Yeah. I think, because you don't, you don't know what you're going to get out of Case Keenum. He had the he had his fucking phenomenal year with the Vikings. Oh, well, they had the Vikings are probably had the he, best roster in the NFL, top to bottom, yeah. besides the Eagles. I mean, he had, he had weapons left and right. Mm-hmm. 
if well, you think I? I think I think I take the under too. Like, I I don't I don't see Case Keem having perfect seasons back to back. I know he's been the league so long for him to have a perfect season this far into it. Just and, and for them to jump three wins seems like a lot. Uh huh. So yeah, hit that under. And they also lost to keep to leave their best defensive. But I think player. that's I think that's the hardest over under on this on this AFC board. Uh huh. Because I don't I I think I think the Broncos are kind of a mystery. I don't really know what to expect from them. No, Broncos are a bit of an oddball. They almost fired their head coach, too, and then they end up keeping them, so they're already shaky. I don't like it. Um, where do you want to go? Chargers, Chiefs. Where do you want to go next? Let's talk Chargers. Talk Chargers? Yes. Okay. 9-7 last year, just missed the playoffs. <laughs> they just missed the playoffs. We're one game above five hundred. And yeah. number four overall offense, number three overall defense. It blows my mind. It was like, I forget what season it was, but they had a Top three offense, top three defense, and a top three mm-hmm. special teams, and then and their their losses were very close. And they all lost, and they lost probably the, four or five games this year because of their kicker. I think it was four yes, games. Their loss, all many of their losses were very close. Uh-huh. They didn't really lose any one key, but they added Mike Pouncey, uh, the old lineman, and they also added Kaiser White out of West Virginia. Kevin White's younger brother, he's a DB. He's pretty athletic, and he their secondary is already stacked. So all he does is just add depth, mm-hmm. which I really like. Um, their over-under is nine and a half. Over, over, over. I yes. want the over. I'd take that over. They have the best quarterback in that division. Melvin Gordon's the best running back in that division. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, I mean, on paper, they look better than anybody yeah. in this in this division. Um, take the over. I mean, third-ranked defense last year, fourth-ranked offense. How do you go against? I mean, how, how do they go nine and seven is my question. Because they are the they're, number one passing offense. They're, they're, but the their t- kicker was <laughs> They had the number one passing what was, offense. What was the name of their fucking rookie kicker last year? Who Ooh, was, they was, cut? The, was that? The, didn't they have the guy? No, the Bucks had the guy from Florida State. Um, I have no. Oh, clue. it's gonna drive me crazy because it was such a funny fucking name. I'll look it up. But while well, I'm looking up, just like the Chiefs won the division last year at ten and six. Was it Rolf? Rolf Benerschik? No. What the hell. I have no clue. So I guess you're just gonna have to sit there and. It <sighs> sucks. I'm gonna I'm gonna figure I'm gonna find that out later tonight, and I'm gonna be furious that I didn't know it. Well, just text me and I'll edit in later. Yep. Um, charge ninety seven Chiefs. Looking around the division, they lost Alex Smith, and now they're going with rookie Pat Mahomes. Denver, shaky already. Raiders. We don't think they're gonna be any good. So just by that, I think every other team in the division got probably worse. So mm-hmm. just by. Addition by subtraction, Chargers probably going to win a game or two more. Pound the over, in my opinion. And then that gets us to the Chiefs, like I previously said. Lost Alex Smith. Lost their Pro Bowl safety, Marcus Peters, with only adding Sammy Watkins and Kendon Fuller. Kendall Fuller, who they got back for Alex Smith, who actually was a pretty decent safety. Yeah. Um, their over-under was eight and a half. Ooh. Wow, that's tough, too. I think what... Having a rookie quarterback to say a team's going to win nine nine games is kind of yeah. hard. Even though, I mean, Andy Reid's one of the best coaches in football. You got Tyreek Hill, you got Kareem Hunt. Um, I'd just say the under because I think a, a rookie quarterback, yeah. uh, if they win you know that many games, I think they'll it's, regress it's a, two it's, games. It's, it's, it's as good of a rookie season that you're going to get. From yeah, I think they'll regress two games just because you'll want to trust that first-year quarterback and – I don't know, 9-7, and seven, I don't see it from them. Probably 8-8 eight eight right around where they'll finish. And that wraps up the AFC South, so I saved them for last. But I do want to talk about 
the AFC North. It's got the Browns. It's got the Ravens, the Steelers, and the Bengals. My only note for the Bengals, who are 79 last year, who gives a fuck? Did you hit this podcast, seeing it was an AFC preview, and think, I really want to know what the Bengals did? Because I researched it. They did fucking nothing. It is so... It's such nothing. They did nothing. They're a boring team. They're from Cincinnati. It just... My only note is, who gives a fuck? 32nd overall offense, middle of the pack defense, over under six and a half. Go down. Yes. Low, low, low. They finished the year absolute dog shit. I think it just continues to 2018. I think they're going to suck. They are going to be the worst team in this division. Yeah, under, the, under, under, under. I, I, I believe that. I, I cannot agree with you more. The this is They're the most forgettable football team ever. Yeah. If you if you if you just list it off every single team in the NFL, I bet the Bengals are the last team that you name. It, they are so Like they're, they're not the worst. Like they're, they're not the they no, they're always just in that middle of the pack that they, you know, a couple of years like they had a couple of years where they just lose in the first round and but they they don't do anything to change it. They don't do anything to to make no. their team better or actually do anything Marvin to make Lewis it, will make be it there worse. Till we Mar- retire. Marvin Lewis will be there before I die or after I die. So it's going to be – I mean, this is just I, – I cannot agree with you more. Hammer the Yonder, this is the worst team in the AFC North, without question. And that's, talk and about it, the Browns, <laughs> who didn't win a game last year. Yeah, think but the, the Bengals but the, will be the Browns. But the, can we just talk about – we'll we jump, the we'll jump to yeah. the Browns next. But, I mean, the, the Browns actually went out and got better. Mm-hmm. They, they're at least kind of interesting. They're probably going to still not be good. But the Bengals – they're just they're just in dog home, shit. they're just they're just in constant homeostasis. They're <laughs> just there by themselves. Just keep just keeping it to themselves. Mm. Not nothing changes. Nothing gets better, nothing gets worse. Mm. This year they're just not going to be good. 7 and 9, they quit the second half of the year and every team in the division got better. The Steelers really didn't get better, but they were 13-3 last year, so there's not really much mm. more room for improvement. So I think they probably go 1 and 5 in the division, just get their ass kicked. Every single game, their one win probably being the Browns. Uh, but, Danny, you want to go right next to the Browns. Yes. 0-16, only the second time ever, had the 24th-ranked offense and 31-ranked defense. But added Tyrod Taylor, Baker Mayfield, obviously, Jarvis Landry from the Dolphins, and they also got Denzel Ward out of Ohio State. Yes. So I want you to expand on Denzel Ward because I know your favorite team's Ohio State. Mm-hmm. So from watching the Buckeyes, what are they getting? Um, I mean, he's athletic. He, I mean, he's athletic. Um, he reads the coverage very well. I, I think he's. I, I, he was supposed to be. I thought he was going to be drafted higher. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But he's he's a very good pick, especially for the thirty first best defense mm-hmm. last season. Um, he's 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 going to be he's going to be good. Um, I don't think he's going to be, like, phenomenal, but he's... No, he's not def- going to be like Marcus Lattimore no, last year with the no, Saints, no? No, nothing like that. But he's he's going to be great nonetheless. Yeah, I don't like what the Browns did with taking Baker number one. Like, Baker Mayfield is not a can't-miss prospect where you have to take him number one. So if I were the Browns, I would have taken Nick Chubb and Denzel Ward and just be like, hey, we have a good defense now. We had the best outside rush in the draft, and we had a top-two quarter in the draft. Hey, we're going to defense. We picked up Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. That would have been good enough. But so they got I, those three, but they did lose Joe Thomas. 
the Wisconsin left tackle, the, the great, the greatest Brown ever. Every single snap in his <laughs> not, career, not not really, but he's, he's the greatest Brown of this millennium. greatest Brown of my memory. Being t- just turned twenty years old, there's not many other Browns players I know that are better at a consistent base. Like I don't know. So their over under though is five and a half. That's a lot of games. I know. Do you think they will win six? Do you think they can go six? Do and they ten? win six games? I think they win five. I think they win like four to five. I yeah, I can't see them going over. I think they win. I think they go five and eleven. I For, think they. I think. They, I think you. I think you hit the under. But I think it, I think they'll actually play you know decent football. Yeah, I see them winning four or five games. They're not going to be the laughing stock. That's, they won't that's be. A, the be- that's the best way to put it. You'll have to be prepared to play them. You have to do somewhat of a scouting report. You can't just gloss over to the next team and say, "Ah, fuck, mm. it's the Browns. Who cares?" But I think they could get four or five wins. I don't see them getting to six. Um, so we got two teams left: Ravens and Steelers. Where do you want to go? And who do you want to wrap up with? I'll give it to you. Um, let's wrap up. With, or let's let's jump into the Steelers. Okay, we'll wrap up with the Ravens. Steelers thirteen three last year, had the number three offense and the number seven defense. They added James Washington, the receiver out of Oklahoma State, real fast. Um, added Morgan Burnett, the safety from the Packers. So they got that defense a little better. But they lost Martavis Bryant. He went to the Raiders. Mm-hmm. And I'm counting Ryan Shazier as a loss just because he's not playing this year. Yeah. So I count I, as a no, loss. Yeah, definitely count him as a loss. But. Um, 13-3, their over-under is 10.5, which I think you should hammer the over. Yeah, they had a loss. had a loss to the Bears, which was just – we had no business winning that game. Um, they had a loss to the Patriots on a bullshit catch rule. And then out was that their loss to Jacks? Where Ben threw I think three pick yeah. sixes no, and five threw, picks threw, total. Threw, yeah, he threw five picks total. So yeah, you you gotta hit that over. They won thirteen games and the three were, the three were the like three losses very all were weird losses. Awful. Like like but they're they got absolutely smoked by the Jags in oh, the playoffs. Yeah. But regardless, hit that over. Antonio Brown's the best receiver in football. Le'Veon ben Bell. Ben Roethlisberger is still great. Le'Veon Bell is the, the top three running back. They're they're awesome. They're yeah, an awesome I football team. I think they'll win eleven, twelve games. Yes. So I think they, I, th- I think I think they'll go around twelve and four. Like we said, two wins against the Bengals, two wins against the Browns that gets you to four already. Can you win just seven out of ten? And and then you, and then you probably split with the Ravens. Yeah, you probably split with the Ravens home and home. Oh, we were talking about this in baseball. Sunday night baseball is always Cubs Cardinals, Yankees Red Sox, Dodgers Giants, or like Cubs Nationals or yes. something like that. Sunday night football or any mainstream TV. Cowboys, Giants, Cowboys, Eagles. Cowboys, Packers. Cowboys, Packers, Bears, Packers, Ravens, Steelers. It's those con- or Jets, Steelers, not Jets, Patriots, Steelers is also another one of those. There are about Giants, six Eagles. Giants, Eagles. Just NFC East is like all those games are nationally televised yes. no matter what, one a week. I just find it funny how it's five games and everyone's just like, okay, yeah, we get it. Like, it's nothing. No one talks about it, but we see five games basically Sunday night football every year. Um, so let's finish up with the Ravens. 9-7 and seven last year, 27th offense, 6th defense. Added, obviously, Lamar Jackson, former Heisman Trophy winner, John Brown, the receiver, Orlando Brown, the tackle out of Oklahoma, and uh, Michael Crabtree from the Raiders. Didn't really lose anyone. Defense was pretty good last year, and they really revamped the offense, although I do think Joe Flacco is going to start most of the season. 
I think I think he's gonna start the whole season. Yeah. Assuming he's healthy. But if it is Lamar Jackson, or it still works for Joe Flag because he has really good deep accuracy. John Brown from the Cardinals can fly. And just getting another receiver that just flies down the field for Joe Flacco opens everything mm. up. So nine and seven. Over under is um eight. Over, eight. over, over. Over. I want the Absolutely. over. Absolutely. Give I me think, the over. But I don't I don't think Lamar Jackson's gonna assuming there's no injury, I think they're gonna ride with Joe Flacco the entire season. Uh-huh. Lamar Jacks. I mean, they they I mean, he's gonna start. He's gonna be their guy eventually. Yeah. But Joe Flacco's gonna start the the whole season, assuming he's not injured. But, um, I mean, Lamar Jackson will probably might see some time throughout yeah. throughout the year. But, um, yeah, I think. Oh I wait, think wait, wait. Let's not just skip. He's he's third string. We gotta get to RG three first. <laughs> this is his team. RG three's team right yeah, now. I mean. I mean, fine, you'd give RG3 his time, and then he shatters both <laughs> of his legs, um, play one on a handoff. but Trips over his own feet, dislocates yeah. both knees. Uh-oh. Lamar, but they're, but they're going to give Lamar Jackson some time, I bet. Yeah. Um, probably when they're just whooping the Bengals or something like that. But, um, yeah, take, take the over. They're probably they're 9 to 10 win team because yeah. their defense is awesome. Um, Joe Flacco I don't think will suck this year. Well, I heard, like, he usually is, like, doesn't do shit in the offseason at all. They say he looks great. <laughs> and usually I don't care about that stuff, but, like, so they draft in the first round who's supposed to be your replacement, and then all of a sudden you start working hard in the offseason. I'll take that a little bit into account instead of just the typical, he looks in really good shape. He dropped 10 pounds this offseason. Yeah, but if, if, I mean, if you're getting paid as much as he is because you won one Super Bowl, I, I would probably work as hard as he is right now, too. Yeah. Because he wants another contract. Just get one he wants, last an, he contract. wants another contract. Like, yeah, respect him. Always got to get the bag. So always that wraps secure up. Secure the bag. Secure the bag always. That covers the AFC. And let's see where we go next. So just to wrap up for the last five minutes, we'll get a little baseball talk in. Um, I just saw on Twitter, 
Brad Boxberger, the closer for Arizona Diamondbacks for Player Weekend, where you can have your own nickname wherever you want on the bag of your jersey, is simply just going to have the box emoji and the burger emoji. And I have to say, I love it. That is, it's awesome. I mean, it's, it's just making baseball fun. It's, Make baseball fun again. You need you need that in the in the August months where, you know, just you're just dragging. Yeah. Right now, you need especially it. Like, if your team is not winning. Mm-hmm. Hey, Rob Manfred, I want to talk to you because I know you're listening. Please let me tweet out videos of Javi Swag. I want to see Rizzo hit 400 foot bombs. I want to see David Bodie hitting game tying home runs on my Twitter. I don't have to wait until the Cubs tweet out. Let me do it. Let me grow the game. Because I know you're listening. But talking about the Cubs, we got three at home against the Nationals, two pivotal games at home against the Brewers after that, and then a four-game set out in Pittsburgh. I'm excited. It's finally mattering. This is a big stretch of games. It hasn't really mattered because I haven't really been nervous at all, all season. I knew that they're going to win the division. I still think they're going to win the division. But say if they play like shit the next ten games, they could be four or five games below, and it can make it very interesting. Yeah. Are you excited? I'm very yeah. I'm very excited. I mean, obviously the their seven game stretch against the Royals and the Padres that did not end was well. not. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't worst case scenario for a team that's good, but mm. it was and I don't very very mediocre. I don't not, get it with not the Cubs. What you want. Whenever they face a pitcher who's making their major league debut, the Cubs just don't do shit. They get blanked or they give up. Seven innings, was, one run. Yeah. Happened again yesterday. Frymir, or I don't know how to pronounce his name. I don't remember exactly, but just goes seven-plus innings, shutout ball. Great. But, um, yeah, Nationals, they have a good draw because we have to face their 4-5 and Scherzer for the fifth, but we have Hendricks, Lester, Hamels going, which I do like that. Our top three versus their 4-5 and 1. Brewers. It's just two games, so it's not really that big. Tuesday, Wednesday, both day games at Wrigley, Wrigley. I'm excited for it because they could either suck ass and now they're down three games, three and a half games. They'll make it real nerve-wracking the last month. This two-game set is going to set the tone for the rest of the season. If the Cubs just put put them down, mm -hmm. take the two games, you take those two, those are going to be pivotal going down the stretch. If they split or drop those two, it, you gotta, you gotta see, you gotta division right. And I don't want to just win the right. two. I want two ass spankings where it's just seven two eight one exactly. ball games. That's exactly what put them Ooh. down. Quintana, he's scheduled to pitch against the Brewers, the only team he can pitch well against. Yes. I don't know why, but he shuts them down. He's scheduled to pitch, I believe, that second game. So that'll be fun to watch. But and that's really all we got for. No, you have one more thing. Sorry. No, yeah, no, just. That Brewer series, take them, take them to the vet, put them down. Put them down, end their season, just make them think, okay, we got the wild card. And I hope they win the wild card game because a five-game set, games one and two at Wrigley against the Brew Crew would be electric. Who, who's their day one starter? Who's their number one right now? John Lester. No, no, not the Cubs, the Brewers. Oh, I thought you did. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think of the playoff series. It would be number two because they would pitch their one on the wild card. Because Bar- Barstow Carl had this argument mm-hmm. about – for having Cole Hamels Ham- I, I pitch agree. game It should one. be Hamels. He's pitched better the second half. But it's been two games. I really you've had care. two games from, from two you, games. If you took any two-game sample size from, from John Lester this season, mm-hmm. he's better than almost everybody in the yeah. major league. So let's see, it's only been two but, games, but the number two for the Brewers, game one of the NLDS, would be Chase Anderson. And he, Chase Anderson versus John Lester, 
Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. I will take our odds every day of the week. But that's all we really have to talk about. And beginning of August, it's football's coming. The Bears' second preseason games today, so there'll be more content about other sports later. But just this episode, basically football and this five minutes about baseball. So come back next week. We're going to preview the NFC. And the week after that, we're going to give a quick college preview just for seeing what's coming on the line. Thank you for listening, and see you next week.